Welcome to the Spirit of Life Ministries. Spirit of Life Ministries aim is to call to the born again body of believers to manifest the kingdom of God through the teaching and proclamation of the word of God, as well as the greater good for all humanity. Spirit of Life Foundation is based on Ephesians 4th chapter for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ, till we all come in unity of the faith and knowledge of the Son of God and fullness of Christ, to the edifying of the body of Christ in love. Spirit of Life Ministry's heart is for the restoration of the soul and greater good for all out of love. Please welcome now, Sister Beatrice Jackson. Thank you for joining Spirit of Life Ministries. I'm Sister B. I give honor to the Trinity Godhead, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. And Jesus is my Lord and Savior. Father, thank you for another day you have allowed us to see a beautiful day. And I ask that you open the understanding of the hearers in the name of Jesus. Give them to hear your heart in the name of Jesus, Father. Give them understanding. Thank you, Father, as to who they are, who we are in you as children of God and the way that you would have us to live. All these things I ask in Jesus' name. And yes, Father, how could I forget? I ask that you give me the grace to decrease as you increase and minister what you've given me. All this I ask in Jesus' name, and I thank you for it. Amen. Well, praise God. We have been um, talking along the lines of revival and restoration. That's where the Holy Spirit has had me ministering over the past few weeks or so. And restoration process, uh, our soul is a big part of the restoration process, but we're going to talk about quite a few things today. But uh, those of us, those of us who have accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior are saved. We need to first know that we are saved. Uh, oftentimes during testimony service, which seems to be a lost thing these days, unfortunately, we would say, I'm saved, sanctified, and filled with the precious gift of the Holy Ghost. And Jesus is my Lord and Savior. What does that mean exactly to be saved? And then I'm, I'm not going to go through everything, but just a few things. Let's go to Matthew 1, verse 21. And this is talking about Jesus. It speaks, as the, excuse me, it speaks of the virgin birth that took place. And she shall bring forth a son, and thou shalt call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. So we do know that Jesus came to save us from our sins. Let's also go to 1 Thessalonians 5, verses 9 through 10. We need to know just what that means when he saved us, what it means to be saved. Thank you, Jesus. Because there's more to it than just saying that, just saying the words. Starting at verse 9, 1 Thessalonians 5. For God hath not appointed us to wrath, but to obtain salvation by our Lord Jesus Christ, who died for us, that whether we wake or sleep, we should live together with him. Now, what he's saying here is that God, once we become a child of God, he has not appointed us to wrath, and our salvation has been obtained through Jesus Christ, came and died and reconciled man back to God through the finished works of the cross. So us, as children of God, would not have that wrath of God that is to come appointed to us. He said, who died for us, that whether we wake or sleep, whether we are alive now or we sleep in the grave, 
we should live together with him because those of us that are Jesus, excuse me, those of us that are children of God, we, we, we sleep. We don't die. When, when we do pass on from this life as we know it, we're just sleeping. We're just sleeping. So whether we wake, whether we live, or we pass on or transition from one life to another or one destination to another, I should say, we should live together with him. So wrath is not appointed to us. And God has made a way that no matter what happens, we should live together with him. So we're saved that way as well. Let's go to John 3, verse 36. He that believeth on the Son hath everlasting life. And he that believeth not the Son shall not see life, but the wrath of God abideth on him. So we are saved also from eternal separation from God and will live with him. We will live with him, God, forever. Those who do not accept Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior are separated from God unto eternal damnation, never having the life of God, never experiencing being in the presence of God anymore, eternally, never having his presence and the life. But those of us who have believed on the Son, Jesus Christ, will not be separated from God. We will live eternally with him. So that's, that's just a couple of examples of what it means to be saved. And we've been redeemed also by the blood of Jesus. We've been brought back to God from the hand of Satan. Let's go to 1 Peter 1, verses 18 through 20. Verse 18 reads, For as much as ye know that ye were not redeemed with corruptible things as silver and gold from your vain conversation, conversation meaning manner of life, received by the tradition from your fathers or the ways of our biological fathers, our natural fathers, but with the precious blood of Christ, as of a lamb without blemish and without spot, who verily was foreordained before the foundation of the world, but was manifest in these last times for you. So this was foreordained, excuse me, this was ordained. The lamb was slain before the foundation of the world. Our redemption is manifest in these last times, in these last days through Jesus Christ when he came upon the earth. So Jesus paid the price with his blood, to reconcile us back to God and the life we now have in him. Let's go to Colossians 1, verses 22, excuse me, verses 20 through 22. And having made peace through the blood of his cross, by him to reconcile all things unto himself, by him, I say, whether they be things in earth or things in heaven. And you that were sometime alienated, and enemies in your mind by wicked works, yet now have he reconciled. Meaning, those of us that were alienated from the life of God because of our sin and by the, the wickedness in our minds based on our thought life and our deeds, our wicked works, he, he now has made us, excuse me, he now has reconciled us. Verse 22, in the body of his flesh through death to present you holy and unblameable and unreprovable in his sight. Praise God. So this is the reconciliation, the work of Christ through the blood of his cross, reconciling all things to himself, even us, not just in earth and in heaven, but us and those of us that were alienated from God 
due to Adam's sin, now are brought nigh through the body of Jesus' flesh, through the death, through his death. And we need to know, because we're still talking about restoration, God is always in the process of bringing us and the life in him back to its original state, meaning in relationship, fellowship, communion, positionally. Colossians 3, verses 2 and 3. It reads, Set your affection on things above, not on things on the earth. And that word affection means mind. We no longer live according to the, this world's system. Verse 3, For ye are dead, and your life is hid with Christ in God. Our old man is dead, and our life is positioned now in Christ, those of us who have come to him. Not only positionally, health-wise, because in the garden, as I said, God is always about us experiencing how it was in its original state with him. Health. Third John reads, Beloved, I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper and be in health, even as thy soul prospereth. Do you see why it's important that God begins to prosper and restore our soul? That's, that's what he means in regard to prospering. Restore our soul. Heal our soul. Make our soul to flourish, to grow, develop, mature. Praise God. And communion, if I didn't mention that. Also dominion, because God gave Adam dominion over everything before he allowed, before he handed it over to Satan. <laughs> um which we know now, excuse me, which we now know as the God of this world, the little G, God of this world. But in Matthew 6, this is what God wants to see. When Jesus was talking to his disciples, excuse me, his disciples in regard to prayer, in verses 9 through 10, Jesus said, this is how you pray. After this manner, therefore pray ye, our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, meaning holy be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. This is what the Lord, see, this is what the Lord wants to bring back to its original state as well. God's kingdom, God's rule through his people. Once we become born again, believers, born of his Holy Spirit again, this is what the Lord is after. Restoration of this in the earth through his children, by his spirit and provision. Everything that was needed in the garden. And now we receive all that by faith in the finished works of the cross accomplished through Jesus Christ. So what went wrong? Let's go to Genesis 2, second chapter. And Genesis, as we know, is the book of origins where everything originated. The book of beginnings, starting at verse 7. And the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. And man became a living soul. Now we need to know when God breathed his breath into Adam's nostrils, that was the spirit of God that he breathed into man. And that's what made him to become a living soul. Verse 8, And the Lord God planted a garden eastward in Eden, and there he put the man whom he had formed. And out of the ground made the Lord God to grow every tree that is pleasant to the sight and good for food, the tree of life also in the midst of the garden, 
and the tree of knowledge of good and evil. Well, look, it looks like that's all we have time for today. I do thank you for joining me. And I'm so grateful to be on Joy 1340. I thank Father. This is all Father's doing. I want to also thank York, Pennsylvania. A special hello and a shout out to you. I thank you for listening. And I must say, I, I want to be transparent with you. I do look forward to the day that Father extends Spirit of Life Ministries broadcast beyond 15 minutes because it can be challenging trying to lay a foundation in two or three broadcasts. It would be much easier to just do it in one shot. Well, praise God. This is Spirit of Life Ministries. I'm Sister B. And until next time, God bless you. Thank you for listening to Spirit of Life Ministries, an end-time ministry purpose for revival of the heart toward God, restoration of the soul for the hungry and the lost. Revelation 22:17 says, And the Spirit and the bride say, Come, and let those that hear say, Come, and let them that are athirst come. They that will, let them take the water of life freely. If you would like to contact or be a blessing to the ministry, Spirit of Life Ministries can be reached at 414-249-5121. Until next time, thank you and God bless you.